0: Hi, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Robbins, and today, tomorrow, and Friday, I'm going to be dropping some old episodes. I'm re-releasing these episodes as a tribute to my mentor, my friend, my teacher, and who I called my soul mama, Ariana Garrett. Ariana sadly lost her life to cancer this weekend, and to say that I'm devastated would be an understatement. I first started working with Ariana about five years ago, and I had, at the time, had just, was, was rounding out my own therapeutic work in traditional therapy. I had been in therapy, if you've heard me talk, for many, many years. My therapist was retiring, and I felt like I was ready for a new way of being in therapy, of thinking about really shifting towards doing more work around energy and different types of healing. And felt like what better way, as I always have, as to be on the other side of that ex- experience. Uh, and so I started with Ariana at the recommendation of a friend. And she and I, over the course of the past five, five and a half years, not only developed a very, very deep and meaningful, I guess you could call it therapeutic relationship, a coaching relationship, but also a friendship and a mentorship. And I believe that there is no one that can explain the soul better than she could. There was no one who understood the soul better than she did. And there's no one who could certainly help manifest shit faster than she could help manifest shit. She was a magical where that is concerned. And it just felt right to me to reshare her wisdom, her knowledge. I'm so grateful that I was able to record it, that I have some of this already because I'm, as, as we all do when we lose someone that we love so deeply and so dearly, we scramble to find memories that we have of them to make sure that we don't lose that and the fact that I have her voice recorded here that I have meditations that we did together is so meaningful to me and I want to just remind all of you of her work in this world because I feel incredibly blessed that I was able to learn from her and I feel honestly a little bit lost right now and unsure about how I'm going to move forward without her behind me in a physical body. And it is certainly challenging my faith. It's certainly challenging my belief. And it is definitely forcing me to sort of ratchet up Uh, my own meditations right now, my own grounding right now, my own sadness right now, and really pushing me to dig in to what it means to lose someone you love when you have a belief system that says that they will carry on on the other side. And in the moments where I've been sobbing and Wondering how my life will look without her. I've also been questioning. And I think that what I hope that I will find in the coming weeks, and what I do know on some level I will find, is that she is still there with me. But right now, that doesn't feel like enough. And so I will continue to grieve, I will continue to miss. And I will continue to wish that she was here in a physical body. And I will continue to also have faith that she will be able to guide me from the other side. And I look forward to our relationship continuing in that way. And I hope that you all can take something from these next couple days of podcasts that I'm sharing with you that she shared with me. Her wisdom, her soul, her light because it will be missed by so many and I just hope that you can all take a little piece of her wisdom with you over the next few days. It is my honor to welcome a teacher that I've had the great privilege of learning from to the show.
1: Oh, thank you, Amy. It is so good to be here. I'm very happy to to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for a
0: long time. <laughs> so it's excited that it finally came to fruition. Um, yes, so, beautiful. so today we're going to spend some time digging into the concept of soul. And this is a concept that you've taught me a lot about. And I really want to expose the listeners to this notion of soul. So can you describe for me, what is your understanding of the concept of a soul?
1: Yeah, Amy, that's a great question because people have all kinds of different understandings of the word soul and use it in different ways. So, um, the way that I use the word soul is as a word to describe your higher self or your true nature, um, your kind of the pure consciousness within. And there are different qualities that are the natural qualities of the soul. And there are three that are the primary qualities. So, when Speaking of the soul, what you're really speaking of are these three qualities. And the first one is love. And it is that capacity to um, experience at one or unity with another person or with nature or with all of life. And so the, the quality of love is an inherent capacity of the soul. Um, the next quality of the soul is presence. And that is just the ability to show up, to be right here, right now, and to have your awareness on what's happening in the present moment. And that's a natural quality of the soul. And then the last one um, is this quality of creative intelligence. So, our soul or our higher self is naturally creative, it's naturally intelligent, and it's always kind of putting together new combinations. And you think about the, like the great artists who, they, who put together combinations of colors or words or images into new creative combinations. That is the energy of the soul moving through those people. So when we speak of the soul and the higher self, we're really speaking about love and presence and this creative capacity that we all have.
0: So, is the notion that we're always, or we should always, be striving to bring those three pieces into our lives, or or cultivate those three parts
1: of our of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and um, you know, a lot of people are you know interested in discovering their soul purpose, or you know what. They're yeah, people about. say that a lot mm-hmm And you know the, the collective soul purpose that we all have as human beings um, has to do with the expression of those qualities of the soul more fully in our lives every day. So whenever we're expanding our capacity to love, we're on purpose. You know, we're on soul purpose when we're doing that. Whenever we're creating solutions to problems, and not when I talk about creativity, I'm just not talking about the creativity of a, an artist, but creative living. Um, we're expressing the qualities of the soul. So, in a nutshell, it's like our purpose is to show up, to be present mm-hmm. in this time and place, and to learn to um, express and live love and creativity more fully.
0: Well, and I love that because when you say the soul's purpose is to show up, mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. simplifies things. I think a yeah. lot of times people are like searching and searching, what is my purpose? What is my soul here to do? <laughs> and if it's just to show up, uh huh, then that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's not simple, but it's a great uh-huh. place, I think, for people to start.
1: Yeah. But how are
0: you showing up for your life?
1: Yeah. Well, and what the the soul is more about qualities of being. And so that showing up is a quality of being that is present, that is aware of what's happening right in front of them, you know, moment to moment. Um, and again, the love is not necessarily a particular act or a particular expression of that love, but a mode of being that you know, the soul naturally has. So we're, we're calling those in to our lives. And when we're on soul purpose, it's when we are endeavoring to express and work with them and be those qualities more and more each day.
0: So when you're talking about soul purpose, you're talking, I think people often look externally.
1: hmm Yes. Yeah. They think of it as, oh, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to do this or that or start an organization or I'm going to teach or heal or, you know, something like that. But those things are expressions of those soul, soul qualities. And those things change through a lifetime. You know, you may do a cycle of teaching, a cycle of healing, a cycle of starting a nonprofit organization. Um, You know, the way that you express showing up, loving and creating will change and evolve through your life. And a lot of times people are like wanting to know what is just the right thing to do. And I say, well, just work on the being and the do will show up. The do will the right doing will be a response to uh, the needs of the moment in your environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: to you and, showing up.
1: Mm-hmm, yes, yes, and the more you show up as presence and love and creativity, the more opportunities will show up for you to express that in new ways and and ever expanding ways. You know, so it's not like, oh, there's one particular thing where that's going to be my soul purpose. Um, mm-hmm. That it, it's a much um, kind of broader uh, connotation. And again, the soul is is this capacity for at-one-ment. And so when you're at one with the world around you, you're tuned into what's needed and more responsive to that. So it's this kind of dynamic mode of being but then responding to what's needed in whatever time and place, you know, you're living in.
0: hmm So can you describe a bit the difference between like your soul and your personality?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Amy. Um, And the way that I'm speaking about soul is more the pure consciousness um, that is at the heart of our being. Um, Consciousness and soul are synonymous terms. Hey, but we have this pure consciousness, and which is the soul. But then we also have this personality that the soul expresses through, and this is the walking, talking Amy and Ariana. You know mm-hmm. your, you know all that you think, all that you feel, your physical body, and the way that you're soul expresses itself in the world is more the personality and uh, a kind of a fun analogy is think of the soul as the actor and the personality is the temporary role the actor is playing okay so the idea Mm -hmm. is is to bring the pure light of the soul through your personality Um, so that, you know, the, the soul, even though there's soul in the personality, it's the part of you that isn't quite as pure, isn't as awake, Mm -hmm. where the soul, the way I'm using the term is the part of you that is awake and knows itself as love, knows itself as this dynamic, creative energy, knows itself as this pure present awareness. And the personality is that part of us that's learning all of that. And and embodying those qualities of the soul to a greater degree. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead. And and
0: and how do we know, or how do you know that Mm -hmm. a soul exists? You know, people use the word soul purpose, old soul, new soul. (laughs) You
1: know, they (laughs) turn around. But how do we Mm -hmm. even know what that a soul exists? Well, Amy, I think that that is different for everyone um, and that we can you know talk about these things on a conceptual basis, but we really know through our own direct experience of connection with the soul. And for me, that the first time that happened was when I was 14 years old, and I was sitting on the banks of the Russian River in Northern California, and this is where my families would spend summers, and I was sitting there on one beautiful sunny day looking at the light through the trees, and suddenly something occurred, and it was this magical moment. And it was as though the clouds had parted, although there were no clouds in the sky. It was the the clouds of my own perception, my own thinking parted. And I was able to experience life in a whole new way. And it was brighter and more dynamic and the colors were more vivid. And there was just this whole other quality to my experience that I hadn't experienced before in my life. And... After a time of this, um, some words came into my mind and they were, what is real? And in an instant, I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that all that I had been taught um, by my teachers, by my parents, by my culture was a very limited perspective on life. And that there was so much more to reality. There was so much more to life. And I had been given a glimpse of that greater reality. And for me, I didn't have words at the time to describe it as a soul contact or as an experience of awakening but it led me to years and years of spiritual and psychological work and study and you know teaching and training and and um meditation practice because i wanted to go back there mm-hmm. and it was just, um, you know, kind of, you know, well, it's completely magical and life was bigger and brighter and bolder than ever before. And so for me that I verified that contact through my own direct experience of some greater life force that, I was in contact with. And so, you know, for everyone, they have different ways of verifying that, you know, their experiences of soul contact, you know, they may have come maybe in childbirth or maybe, you know, in a creative moment of painting or, you know, playing a musical instrument or maybe in meditation. But, um, you know, people who are on the path have had those moments of awakening and those moments of awakening are awakening to our own soul, which has the capacity for at one with all life. So you feel like, okay, this is something much bigger than me because the soul knows that it's part of a greater life. It's just the personality has the limitations of separation and feels like it's separate. Well, and I love, you always do such a nice job
0: of making it really clear how This all works in a way that makes sense and I think is really tangible for people Mm -hmm. to understand sort of the separation between soul and personality. And when you do have that moment, and I think many people who are on a spiritual journey or who feel connected with their soul had a moment where suddenly everything shifted for them. And I know I certainly did. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it almost becomes like a seeking of, of finding that moment again, where you feel like you can really
1: connect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and what happens is that there is a connection that is established um, between your everyday consciousness and your soul consciousness, and the more that you cultivate that connection, um, then the stronger it becomes. And so, you know, ideally, that as you, you know, progress uh, through a path of growth and expansion, that that soul contact becomes your everyday awareness. You know, and we see great beings who, you know, who express that on a very um, consistent basis. And we're all, you know, in various stages of that process. And, you know, what what happens is that the soul contact is first or the awakening to the vibration of your soul, that comes first. And then we're called to embody and express those impulses that we touched upon. Mm -hmm. And So how do
0: we... So so when we're called upon to do that, uh-huh. how do we know that that's what our soul wants us to do? And as a soul on the, in, the, in a human body, how do we know that we're on the right path for our soul?
1: Okay, great question. Well, if you look at those three primary qualities of love and presence and creativity, um, when you're feeling those kind of moving through you you can be pretty sure that that's, you know, the soul moving through your life and and expressing itself through your personality. So, you know, when love is showing up, the soul is showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when, when creative ideas are being thrown around in a meeting, that's, you know, soul presence. Um, so a lot of times you can tell by the result, but the, the way that it feels as you're expressing this more pure qualities of the soul is that it feels really good. (laughs) You know, you feel content. There's a sense of brightness. Um, oftentimes there's a real sense of joy, And you may have momentary experiences of, you know, feeling afraid or discomfort or, but it's in a larger context of, oh, yes, I'm on the right track. Mm -hmm. And you you really feel that. And and I'm sure you've experienced that at times in your life. Um, And then other times where, you know, you have been attempting to do something where it hasn't felt like it's really right and on track.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and Um, I think oftentimes we can force ourselves because we're on one path and we, we've already gotten so far down that path, even though we know it doesn't feel right. We don't want to turn back mm-hmm. and, and usually it doesn't yeah. end up. We just end up deeper down that hole. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm imagining that that is not being in line with what your soul wants yeah. for you or that, it, that growth.
1: Mm -hmm. And what that feels like is full of tension and, you know, and not as enlivening and and life-generating. But oftentimes what we'll do is we'll uh, kind of get attached to a particular, doing a particular thing as a way of soul expression. And then we'll hold on to that long past when that particular cycle is over, mm-hmm. um, so that's another kind of trap that that people can get into. Well, and but- I really like the concept of
0: of these cycles and breaking things up as in terms of different phases of life. You know, I think so often I certainly see it in my practice. I'm sure you see it in your work as well is people feel like they have chosen a path and that has to be the path that they need to stay on. They've invested money, they've invested time, they've invested sweat equity. And so even though they're unhappy, they're not willing to get off that path.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and and the very kind of nature of soul consciousness is that it's dynamic and ever changing and um responsive to the needs of the moment and you know it's full of life and growth, and it may be that one cycle you had something um particular to give or to learn, and maybe you've given all you can in that arena, and it's time to move on to something else or you've learned all the lessons involved in that particular cycle or that particular arena. So it's a, you know, being attuned to, you know, the soul is a very um, dynamic process. But one of the ways that you can really tell if you're on the right track is that you get all kinds of affirmations around you. Mm. Can yeah. you explain that a little more deeply?
0: Because I think this is a big mm-hmm in terms of being able to open yourself up to a higher level of consciousness is the awareness of affirmations and how that can present itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the, the best ways it happens is if you're thinking in a particular way, people will show up around you and affirm that They will validate those experiences that feel expansive and good to you. Um, They may give you encouragement or the resources that you need will appear. Um, You know, one time I was contemplating doing some additional training for my career and needed kind of what was a big chunk of money to do this training and um, someone just gave it to me out of the blue and it was the exact dollar amount (laughs) that was needed. Okay. and You know, it was totally unsolicited and, and it was like the universe was saying, okay, you want, you want to do this? Here you go. So you find this sense of support, um, One time I, you know, started into a meditation class many years ago, and uh, the teacher talked about a particular Tibetan Buddhist teacher, and I was really intrigued by this. So um, a week later, I was helping a friend um, coordinate an estate sale and was just there to, you know, be an extra hand for her, and there was a book by this particular teacher that was there, you know, among her, her things. And, um, I said, oh, that's like the new meditation, you know, that I'm doing that the teacher was recommending this work. And she said, I don't know where that book came from. It's not mine. Huh. So,
0: (laughs) so, you know, I hear a lot of people now saying, well, isn't that just a coincidence or Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, it could, Maybe it that's could, not really the,
1: you know, that's mm-hmm. not really your soul mm-hmm. yeah. telling you you're on the right path. Well, it could be a coincidence. Um, but if you look at it, like when we're tuned into soul awareness, the soul is at one with everything else. Okay. Consciousness is at one with everything else. So those kind of quote unquote coincidences, you have to look at, well, what are the odds of that happening? Mm-hmm. You know, what really, what are the odds of that happening? Mm-hmm. You know, of someone gifting you the exact dollar amount that you needed, you know, or a book suddenly showing up out of the blue at somebody's home, who's never seen it before, you know, you have to go, okay, you know, that's, you know there's that's the time when you pay attention but if you look at it from the perspective of that there is this beautiful divine intelligence moving through all of life all the time and when we're in harmony with our own soul we're in harmony with that greater life okay and so those kind of things can really happen I, and i think it, there's a this silent and um kind of conscious intelligence that's moving through life. Always, and we're just—if we align ourselves with it, then we the things that we need really
0: show up. Mm -hmm. And so you say affirmations, but I think other people would say signs, right? Mm -hmm. Or confirmations. Confirmations. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but it's—it's like the universe saying yes, like Mm -hmm. you are on the right track. Or Mm -hmm. you know, I use this analogy just recently about like Hansel and Gretel, like following the cookie crumbs home, or. Mm I'm you know, like, okay, yes, you get these yeses from the world around you, right? And
0: you know, I'm I'm just obviously playing contrary in here a little bit, but yes. I, you and I have talked about
1: <laughs> the ways that that
0: this shows up,
1: <laughs> yeah, in, in life, so. And I think it's really important to play contrarian and to question and, you know, to, to ask those kind of difficult questions and not just to have blind faith about any of this, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of these things that I'm talking about are, I I speak about with a degree of certainty because I've been testing them out for, you know, a lot of years in my life. Mm -hmm. And so, to jump to, oh, that's a sign, like, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you know, always to have a little bit of um, skepticism is, is a really positive thing. Um, but when you look at, you know, does the evidence uh, line up all the way around and do the affirmations, do they continually point you in a particular direction, then it's a good thing is to listen. Well, and I think it's usually not
0: just one affirm- affirmation. It's like, you'll see a few things Mm -hmm. that I always say, it's like that song, things that make you go, hmm, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) paying enough attention, you'll see multiple things show up kind of simultaneously that just make you scratch your head and wonder.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I think the important thing is is that you don't totally discount them or totally rely just on that sign to give direction. Right. You know, you use your own discernment, and you know it's a it's a whole it's a bigger process. Um, but to just negate them out of the blue doesn't feel right. You right. know, nor does just blindly. Oh, okay, I'm going to go there. Right, right. <laughs> but but it's kind
0: yourself of yourself in trouble find yourself level
1: in another way. Right, right. <laughs> so you want to, you know, does something resonate with your own heart? Does it feel attuned to your own soul? You know, you do those kind of check-ins. And, okay, what is this telling me? Where is this leading me? Um, mm-hmm. if, it, if that resonates with everything else that you're feeling, then it's, um, it kind of adds to the mix. Mm-hmm. As to the affirmative mix, right. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Um, so, one last question before we wrap up today. And I know a lot of times people talk about this notion of soul groups or soul tribes, particularly when people have passed and they are people talk about, you know, my soul tribe from the other side or even my soul tribe in this life. Can you talk? A little bit about who's in our soul tribe and how do we know when someone's in our soul tribe and you know our souls on the other side helping to guide us or is that just something we say to make ourselves feel better (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's a great question amy um because i feel like there is a lot of misinformation or misinterpretation of the idea of soul tribe so i'll give you my best take on it um but that I believe we're all a part of a soul group. And it's the same way that we're all part of a biological family or a family of origin. That's our, you know, kind of genetic tribe, that we also have um, a soul group or a soul tribe that we're a part of. And it's souls that are of... um, the the outer form may be really different. Like sometimes people misinterpret soul tribe to think, oh, they're people who are in the same religion or spiritual path I am, or they're the people in my yoga class, or they're the people who think the way I do, or or work with me, uh, the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so it's it's something much deeper. It's it's not so much about the outer package, but it's about the inner vibration. It's, if you can imagine, it's like you're cut of the same cloth and okay, that you have a similar purpose, a similar vision for life. You're working on the same thing, although you may be expressing it and doing it in really different ways. And this soul tribe is all over the planet and they're, you know, different occupations and different nationalities and different religions. But that essential quality of soulfulness is the same. And for instance, there are soul tribes that are scientists who are working on that level to benefit humanity. There are soul tribes that are involved with the arts, soul tribes that are more teachers and healers, soul tribes that are more related to religion um and so there are all kinds of of different soul tribes and there are some that synthesize many of those elements as well so um you know it's a, it's a whole it's a mode of being it's a certain vibration you know soul tribe when you meet someone and you just have a sense like oh yeah yeah they're you know that's a sister that's a brother mm-hmm no and i'm well, sure you talk about that. soul sisters
0: right or uh uh-huh. a soulmate which doesn't necessarily have to be the person that you're mm-hmm. in a relationship with
1: right it could be people who you are just you know close with in your soul tribe and sometimes there's an overlap with your biological family Okay, so, you know, for instance, my mother is very much, you know, soul tribe to me. We share a deep soul connection. Um, and yet I know many people and they don't have that kind of connection with their mother. Um, so it's, it's a very individual kind of thing. Um, or, or some members of your family may be part of your tribe. And they would be the ones that are more, you naturally more resonate with. But could your members of your
0: soul tribe, could you not resonate with them, but they're there to teach you something
1: to grow your soul? hmm Yeah, absolutely. So it could be that, and, and even it could be that the outer form, like the outer way that they express themselves it doesn't really resonate with you, um, but you know their soul tribe and you have something to learn from them. there are a couple of you know teachers who I have you know gone to their workshops or you know read their books years ago and they didn't really resonate with me outwardly um but that there was something that I needed to learn that they were teaching Mm -hmm. and there was a real clear resonance of that and so you know I got what I needed and you know moved on um but, you know, members of the, the soul tribe can be in a body um, or they can be out of incarnation on the other side. Um, so there are, you know, tremendous helpers and healers and teachers and resources and support both in this, you know, physical world of form that we inhabit but also on, in the subtle worlds on mm-hmm. a soul level. And so when you start tapping into your tribe more and start tuning into, well, what is my tribe and who are part of my tribe and what is my tribe's collective purpose, what you often feel is an incredible amount of support on every level. Mm Mm-hmm. You know both from the people in your life or new people showing up um that you know we're never there before, but there's a, a strong resonance with them well, and I think when we think about
0: emotional health and well being, which is always part of my heart and soul mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah.
0: you know when we when we can trust that there are people around us both guiding us here on in this physical body, but also on other spiritual planes, perhaps, Mm -hmm. that there's a sense that I'm, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And that gives a real freedom to letting go. I think of a lot of what we hold on to emotionally is trying to control everything to Mm -hmm. make ourselves believe that we're going to be okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and we are, you know, hardwired for connection. And so when we feel like we are part of a tribe um, of any kind, it helps us to be stronger, to feel safe, to feel more love. You know, it just brings out the best in us when we feel that you know sense of connection and i think that the soul tribe is a whole layer of connection that a lot of people miss out on mm-hmm. um, that's available um as as a, an energetic support and as an outer support you know as well
0: so, we have to wrap up for today, but I'm sure, or I hope that one of the things that my listeners are thinking about right now is how do I connect to my soul and my soul tribe So, I have had the incredible privilege of having you lead me in meditation many times, and I always when you and I speak, kind of crave those those <laughs> moments because I know i'm going to be taken to a place that just feels completely blissful and So in our next episode, you're going to take the listeners through a meditation to connect more deeply with their soul. And I'm excited for people to hopefully have that opportunity or start the process of being able to connect with their soul because it's a process and it's not something the first time I think that you're automatically going to get there. But I do think you do a beautiful
1: job of helping people get there pretty quickly. Um, I would love to do that. And I would also um, think that a lot of your listeners already do have a degree of soul contact and that this would just support that deepening and broadening and enriching that process that they're already engaged in. Mm -hmm. So I
0: just want to thank you again for today. And if anybody is interested in hearing, seeing more about your work or even booking a session with you,
1: can you tell us where they can go to do that? Yes, you can go to my website and it's arianagarrett.com, A-R-I-A-N-A-G-A-R-R-E-T-T.com and um, just sign up there and take a look around. I've been doing a blog for many years and uh, do regular blog posts and you can get in touch with me um, through that through that site.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ariane. I really, you know, I always (laughs) I always get off any conversation we have and just feel lighter and brighter and more connected to myself and the world around me. And you are such a gift, I think. And I'm excited that I have the opportunity to speak with you and hopefully bring your gifts out into the world because
1: we are definitely in need of this light right now. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. And likewise, it's such a pleasure to support you and to connect with you and to, um, you know, be a guest today. So I love what you're doing in the world and what you represent is such a beautiful point of light and of connection for people. So thank you for doing what you do. And we will hear from you next week on
0: the space in between the space between with your meditation. So thanks, Ariane. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means?